0: The schedule, the job, the kids. Take some time just for you. It's Sunday mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5, powered by Mary Washington Healthcare. One of D.C.'s best hospitals that isn't in D.C. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital. Here for you. And now, D. Daniels.
1: Good Sunday morning and welcome to the show, the show that is all about you and your life and your world. Every single Sunday we have fantastic guests here on the show and it is no different this week. My friend Andy McConnell, who is from the Fairy Godmother Project, is with us. Good morning. Welcome to the show.
2: Good morning, Dee.
1: It's so nice to have you back. It's been a long time. It
2: has been a long time. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. You know, I always love talking about the Fairy Godmother Project. What a uh, a great service you do in our community and it's, it's really special and wonderful. I wanted introduce the fairy godmother project to those who maybe have never heard of you okay and it's it's just a special organization I mean you guys have such a heart mm-hmm. uh, for kids and for families and I'll just let you kind of uh, give the uh, give the summary the okay. little Sum- tour of okay. the fairy Godmother project well
2: so we support families in our community who have children with pediatric cancer um, our goal is different than many organizations in that we focus on the parents as opposed to the children mm-hmm. so uh, what we try to do is leave their day-to-day stressors. For example, we um, help with meals, um, lawn care, grocery cards, gas cards, house cleaning. We actually allow them to choose what works best for them. In the month of December, we pay bills for them, which we feel is helpful with holidays so that they have a little bit extra financially. Um, And the way we are set up is they get to choose whatever they want. So it's different for every family. It isn't that every family gets their lawn done, they get their house cleaned. It's whatever works for each individual family.
1: I, I think that's surprising for some people because it seems so open ended that you know it's like okay what what do we do for it? every situation is different every family is different and it and it would almost seem easier uh, for an organization to to only offer like a menu of things that they can do but this really is so different it's so yeah. unique.
2: Well, we tried that in the beginning and then suddenly realized that we might put in there you know everybody got their lawn done everybody got their house cleaned everybody got you know fifty dollars in gas cards everybody got. But then we'd have some families who were traveling further, and so gas cards would be, be more beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, for the dads, lots of times the dads would be like, you know, it's therapeutic for me to do my lawn, so I don't want the lawn. Well, we didn't have anything. Okay, you don't take the lawn service, you don't get anything in exchange. Mm. So now we have, it, and it's been almost since the beginning, but we have a point system, and they spend their points monthly.
1: Oh, wow. So they
2: get to choose with, you know, each point is valued at 7 at, um and they get 17 points, and they get to essentially shop their services. And the majority of them keep with whatever services they have. But sometimes we have moms who say, I want my house cleaned twice a month. That's the most beneficial thing to me. And then they'll take the rest and, you know, get a gas card or grocery card. But we try and make it as individualized as possible.
1: You know, I think um, you've done a great job on your website of really sharing stories, as well as uh, kind of giving an avenue for people to help out. And, and uh, it's a really Great place to go, and if you're at home and kind of sitting around having some coffee, and you want to go to the website while we're while we're chatting about it, it is uh,
2: fairygodmotherproject.org org dot
1: Yes, fairygodmotherproject dot org is the website. You know, I feel like over the years, you know, we met you years ago, and uh, we met you through the the Kaylee Leahy uh, story and family and the Leahys, and, and we've built a great relationship with the Fairy Godmother Project over the years. And I feel like over the years, Andy, you guys have grown so much the coverage area that you have have you widened that over the years or is that all just still local locally
2: still local um in fact in the very beginning we tried to grow to other areas, and it just didn't work. Mm. And so we pulled back and we really just focus on Fredericksburg. But what we have done is we've really listened to our families in terms of their needs and added some different programs to support them further and little things here and there that aren't little. For example, now each family gets a AAA membership. Um, you know, we found that families were often in a position where their cars might break down. That's and so, awesome. Yes. Yeah, so last year, the board voted that that would be part of our programming. Um, and then we also have a crisis fund. So if something comes up and a family's facing something in addition to the crisis they're living in, we can help them find we currently have a family who is um, Is is actually living in a hotel, so they're homeless. In addition to their child's cancer, and then we have another family. The dad had a heart attack, Mm. and you know it's like they're dealing with so much already. And then there's all these other stressors. So we're able to provide them with a little bit of extra financial support during those times. Wow. Um, And then we also pay bills twice a year for the families too.
1: But then, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say. So a lot of people are probably you know you've already kind of uh, set off a little sign for them that's like okay I want to help with that you know and people can donate and you
2: will then take those funds and kind of disperse them as needed as needed. Absolutely. Yeah. And we always need people too, you know, the manpower to deliver the different things we give and to help in the office with different, you know, we have two different volunteers who come, one comes on Tuesdays, one comes on Thursdays for two hours at a time and they do whatever office work we have. And that's always really helpful. We have events to help volunteer for just so many different things in different ways people can get involved. FairyGodmotherProject.org
1: is the website. If you want to check out some of the uh, things that we're talking about, um, I can never sit and talk with you without thinking about Kaylee and, and then because that's how we met yes. and, um, what a, just a, a touching story Kaylee had. And I'm sure you've over the years probably heard of the, uh, of the Leahy's and Kaylee Leahy and that story. You still work with the Leahy's a lot. Yeah. I know. And you still have a great relationship with them Yeah, and they Especially still going
2: running with Leslie. Oh,
1: that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> She's wonderful. She is wonderful. I just love her. I know. And, uh, and they come up and, and spend a lot of time with us during the uh the radiothon for children's national every Mm -hmm. single year and they are just they have a heart for charity they have a heart for helping kids even after such a a heartbreaking story Mm -hmm. in their own family so i know you're still working with them and doing great things with them
2: well and we added a program in fact at one point leslie joked that they were the guinea pigs for it but um one of our families a little girl named lily when she was dying her mom wanted me to be a part of their experience so i could see what it was like for families and so i did and it launched this program that we now call our stargazers program um which is funded by our lily fund and that is where we help families at end of life and we help by paying for funerals and we help um provide volunteers food whatever is necessary for celebration of life and um so the Lahey's were our first family in that. And then um, since then, we've had um, eight more families. I'm um, Actually, nine. We just had a, a child pass away this month. So nine new families who have had a child die. And what we're really trying to do now is build community between them, provide them an opportunity to be together and support each other. Because as much as, you know, a great therapist or me or whoever wants to relate and help these people, we really don't know. I can watch families have a child die, and I do, And it's hard and it's brutal, but I really don't know. I really don't get it. Right. And what I've watched in pulling these families together is the comfort that they Mm. bring each other because they do get it. Because it validates that, yeah, there's some days where you don't want to get out of bed. And that's okay. You just keep moving. And being able to hear, overhear these conversations between these parents about the struggles. But being able to watch them have those conversations and then have a very normal conversation Mm -hmm. is amazing. Because that's what's lacking for these families is if they're at a social situation and, you know, you meet this person. And they're like, my child died of cancer. There's this, like, frozen, what do I say? Yes. And so it becomes an awkward social situation, whereas for them, they can go from talking about how difficult it was to talking about their other children and laughing and dancing and having a great time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's they're able to just be themselves. Yeah. And so it's a real, uh, real interesting thing to watch develop between these families. And it's sort of one of my big focuses for next year. Is-
1: I really feel like you guys at Fairy Godmother Project have done such a great job of that, of really uh, being this vessel for the community mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, build Itself, because it is its own community. I mean, families dealing with kids that have cancer and and some that are going through it and will go on a particular journey, some that that journey will end. And, you know, it's so different. There's so many different pieces, but to be able to be that vessel, I'm sure that makes you guys very proud.
2: Absolutely. And I think one of the things we do well is we listen to the families and we find out what they need. Uh, One of the things we did this year that was beyond amazing was we did a retreat for the families and we did it at great wolf Lodge
1: oh nice
2: and uh, so the families went and They had, you know, they got to go and play and do their thing, and they got to spend time together in a way that they never had. The siblings got to spend time together, and then the, the, you know, they stayed over, and then that morning, um, we had all these different memorial event items that they could do for in honor of their child, and they were all together having breakfast and connecting, and it was really special. And one of the moments that really has kind of stuck with me was one of the little girls' Um, whose sister had just died about a month before um, she we were talking about she was making something in honor of her sister and or and she said to me, "Did you know that my sister died and she was only six. The little girl was the girl who passed was two, and I said, "I did know that, and I said, "Did you know that every child in this room is also had a brother or sister die and she was like, "Oh, like I had no idea. Wow, you know, they were so new in their grief, like yes. it was probably a conversation they didn 't know how to have mm-hmm. you know." And there was this moment I thought, this is what it's about. Yeah. It's about making these family members feel normal. You know? She probably thought up until that moment that she was probably the only kid on the planet. Probably. You know, and then to know that she had just like kinda of bonded with this other little girl who she had made something for the brother, didn't realize the brother had actually died. She right. like, Well, I'm making this for her brother Carter. Aww. You know, and so providing kind of just watching and listening and hearing what they need and then providing that. I think is more beneficial than, you know, anything that I could come up with on my own. It's watching their needs. And after that retreat, one of the moms said, this is what I need. I don't need therapy. I don't need a support group. I need to be with people who understand. Mm, That's a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So we provide them that opportunity. We do quarterly events and then we have this retreat and we try to do as much as we can and encourage them also to do it on their own, you know, get together have a, you know, do something. So we just did a coffee last week with um, a group of the moms because we had a new mom who uh, wanted to meet them. And she was only about two weeks out from her child dying. Mm. But as soon as the other moms heard that we were doing it, they were like, yep, I'll be there. I'll be there. And right. Watching them connect and support her was just awesome.
1: And they see the importance of that. It's yes. like, you know, they'll stop with their schedules Absolutely. And, and they see, listen, yeah. we've got somebody new in yeah. need who's lost a child yes. and we need to all kind of come together. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great because
2: you don't have to you don't have to try to
1: pull that together. Right. People are ready for that. They're
2: ready. And I think as the organization grows and that part of the program evolves, sort of my vision is that I I kind of have been to this point the big support for the families. Um, but I am looking to develop, like, a mentoring program so our current parents who have experienced loss and are ready to support another family can. So going through, like, we're looking to develop a whole training, a mentoring program with a, um, with a social worker to develop that so that we can train them to work with these families. And so many of them talk about how their purpose, they feel like the purpose of their child dying is to help other people. And so if we can give them that tool, you know, um, and and more formalized so that Mm -hmm. it's in a safe way for them so that they're able to sort sort through their own emotions, because it brings up a lot when you pull them all together. Yeah. Um, And recently I connected a a mom whose child is um, is not doing very well with a mom whose child had died. I offered it. I'd never offered it before. And the mom of the child who's um, currently battling was like, yes, I want that. And so being able to pull them together, you know, and f- being able to have her be able to sit across the table from someone who says, I know. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. It's so different than me saying, yeah, I know it's scary. Yeah. Because I don't really know. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't. Yeah. But her being able to to say, yeah, I remember feeling that way. Yeah, it's really scary. And Mm. all the unknowns. And I mean, just so wonderful to see that connect, you know, and being able to like kind of facilitate that connection is really sort of where I see us moving in terms of the bereavement part.
1: It's huge. And and I'm sure I know it means so much to those families and the community. FairyGodmotherProject.org is the website. Andy McConnell is my guest, and we'll have more with her coming up after this break.
0: You know what's complex? The concept of a connection in differential geometry and its association to field theory and physics. Luckily, we've at least made managing your healthcare easy. Introducing MWHC MyChart from Mary Washington HealthCare. With MyChart, you can check your medical records, schedule an appointment, review your prescriptions, pay your bill, and more, all with one login. Learn how at MyChart.MWHC.com. Now back to Sunday mornings of D. Daniels on B101.5. Good Sunday morning and welcome
1: back to the show, the show that it's all about you and your life and your world. Andy McConnell from the Fairy Godmother Project is here our guest this week. And Andy, I tell you every single year I feel like you guys grow so much and do so many great things in our in our community with the families involved. I have heard over the years, you know, it's like every time you come on our show, I've heard people say, "I want to volunteer over there." That's a that's a really good good question uh, because i know you have certain things mm-hmm. and probably some requirements around the volunteers because a lot of work goes on with these families right
2: yeah we have different ways that people can volunteer so when they fill out the application there's questions of like what would you like to do and then from there we everyone has to get a background check if um, those that are going to be interacting with right. the families or sure. handling money and then um, we have volunteer training And then, depending on what type of volunteering they want to do, there's additional training beyond the, like, general – it's usually, like, an hour and a half to two hours of just a general overview of who we are, how you can become engaged, and all those things. So we have lots of different things from being in committees to plan events to – adopt a family which is where a a volunteer typically they kind of do it like as a whole family they are given a one of our um, fgp families and they send a package a month doesn't have to be big doesn't there's no real major requirements we have some requirements like Mm -hmm. the parents don't want toys and they don't want those kinds of things so it's still focused supposed to be focused on the parents um and send cards just so there's one more level of someone's thinking about you right and it's someone that they don't know um and often the the adopt family will sign at fgp which is funny because then i get these emails like oh, you sent flowers i'm like yeah got to figure out what those came from right you are so welcome but they're not from me <laughs> right right um and then we also have different ways like the more involved people are they can become what are called lead volunteers which is when they're the point of contact for the family uh, but they have to be with us for um, a ext- six months time period at least and have shown active engagement in the mm-hmm. organization because when we connect them to a family some of our families are in treatment for years. Yeah. So we need to know this person is like legitimately connected and really believing in our organization and they're not going to bail. Right. Because they don't, the families don't need more emotional stress. Right. Um, Getting attached to someone and then, yes. and yeah. also us bringing that to them. And it happens sometimes and we try and make it, you know, as smooth as possible of a transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have opportunities for things like, like, for example, this month we have Sedona Tap House where the beneficiary on oh, right. Mondays. And they ask to have volunteers there so we always have two volunteers for two hours there so there's opportunities like those kinds of things different events Um, and then our big events we always need volunteers to help run those events so lots of different ways and I am a real believer that with volunteering especially it's important that the people are doing what they like yeah you know like we all have parts of our job that we don't really like Mm -hmm. but we do them because That's what we do. It's a job. But when it's not a job, and then you give someone something that they're not good at or they don't feel good about themselves with, you're kind of setting them up to be a failed volunteer, you know, truthfully, and the organization to fail. Because if somebody says, I'm not good at paperwork, and then you're like, and here's a stack of paperwork, (laughs) you're going to be like, well, I'm I'm, I'm sick. I can't come back next week. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, so it's it's important to listen to what they have to say and what their needs sort of are. So That's fun, yeah. Yeah, well, and I think when people... People are looking for something, you know, I think lots of times volunteering, we think like, oh, so people are so selfless. But the reality is people get a lot out of volunteering. Yes. And it's okay to admit that, you know, like it's okay to admit that Mm -hmm. you do get something out of it. And um, it's important for it to be something that really resonates with them.
1: <clears throat> we're talking to Annie McConnell from the Fairy Godmother Project, and the website is fairygodmotherproject.org if you would like to check that out and look at some of the uh, volunteering opportunities that we were just discussing. Is there a form on the website that they there can... There is. Okay. Yep.
2: fills out, and then we get it, and they usually are contacted within about 24 hours. I mean, if it's on the weekend, it might be a little bit longer. Um, and with the next steps, we need references and the background check and all those things, but um, they get a very detailed email with what they need to do.
1: I would imagine that you have a lot of people that probably say things to you like i would love to volunteer and be a part of something like this how do you deal with the emotionality around because that is there's a lot of emotion and this is certainly it's very heavy stuff thinking about helping uh families that are dealing with children who have cancer and possibly are not going to make it through Mm -hmm. that journey and just a lot of emotions around
2: that yeah and actually we're in the process of um we're hiring an event coordinator, a part-time event coordinator, and we had an interview um, this week. And one of the questions that was asked was by one of the other, the program coordinator, asked of the interviewee was, um, "How would you handle the emotion of this job?" Mm-hmm. You know, and, and she, this she's our program coordinator. and She talked about how, like, even though she understood what we did, she didn't really understand how hard it would be. And she interacts with our families more than a lot of the people within the the organization because she's the point, you know, like she's the person talking to the lead volunteers and that kind of thing. But um, there's a lot of it, but a lot of the volunteer jobs are not directly involved with the families. So the good thing about that is you're still having an impact but you don't have to have an impact that's going to ultimately hurt you. Right. You know. So yes. like when you're helping with the ball, our big event of the year in September that is like our huge fundraiser, we raised like $230,000 this year and you know at the event and it was amazing. And those people that are on the committee who work all year long They work their tails off. Even though they are not directly interfacing with the families, some Mm -hmm. of them do, but not all of them, they still are, the impact is so huge in what they're doing because they're, even though they may not be the ones doing it, they're providing us the resources to do it. Right. So, you know, and I talk about that with in our office, you know, we have someone who's our bookkeeper. She has a lot of office stuff and she always says, well, I don't really interact with the families. I'm like, right, but what you do is just as important. Because if we didn't have someone balancing our books and we didn't have someone who's, you know, making sure we were paying, You know, whatever we, uh, unemployment tax and all those things, we would be nothing. Right. We aren't complying with those sort of, you know, financial things. We would not be in existence. And so it's just as important. It doesn't matter if you're the person that's sitting at the funeral home. Like Mm -hmm. I'm the person that is there with the families when they're planning their funeral. So I get a lot of the kudos. But in reality, I have this team behind me doing so many little teeny tiny things that become one thing that is the, the, gift we provide right um and i just happen to get a lot of the kudos for it but really like i'm just kind of showing up
1: yeah it's a team effort it is no doubt about it
2: yeah like we had a child die a couple the us the beginning of november and um you know we pulled together volunteers came into the office spent the day making um a few different things for the families that they the family that they wanted. Like they wanted ribbons. The child's favorite color was purple and mm-hmm. then um she had brain cancer so they wanted purple and gray. Mm-hmm. And so we made ribbons. Or not we, they. Right. You know, I just bought the stuff and provided it you know for them to do. Um they also put together these lovely little bags with um seeds in them to be planted in the oh, spring wow. to remember her with a little um her name and, you know, the date. And then also put together um, photo boards for the family to have displayed all over the the funeral home. And so it's like all these things are being done and then like people dropping off food and doing all these things. I mean, we're really just coordinating it. Right. It's like all these other people, we're like connecting these people with the opportunities. Yeah. But the really good stuff that's happening is being done by all these amazing people in the community.
1: And, you know, it's, it's uh, true that, you know, s- some people are designed to be able to handle a very emotionally intense situation right. and can... It's almost like a calling on, you know, on yeah. their. It's like this is a, a talent of theirs to where they can sit down with a family going through an insane amount of right. intense emotions, uh, you know, a roller coaster of emotions, and, and then sometimes a roller coaster of grief. And some people are made to be able to volunteer mm. in those kinds sure. of situations. Mm-hmm. And other people, that's not for them. Right. So that's a really good thing that you're able to, to well, kind of it, manage that. You know,
2: I mean, I look at myself, like there are things that I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. And there are things that I'm really not good at. Right. You know, right. And so one of the things that I've been very fortunate with is like I had a board member one time say, just make a list of all the things you hate about your job and you don't want to do, and we will hire someone yes. to do those things so that you can thrive in the things you're good at and right. you love. Right, And I was like, wow, that's like a dream come Isn't true. Isn't that fantastic? And that's wonderful. Right, but what the thing is, is what I had to get through in my head was when I look at numbers, they make me panicky. Yes. But the woman that's in my office now doing it, Danielle, I'll say like, do you really like this? She's like, it's my jam. I love it. And Isn't like, that crazy? So just I know. it's totally different yeah. brains. And you know, the thing about like the calling People always say to me, I could not do what you do. But when I'm in that moment with a family and I'm at a funeral home and I'm helping to plan or I'm sitting with the family and the child has just died, I have no control over my – it's like I just do it. Mm-hmm. I don't really think much about it. It just comes naturally. It just yeah. – it's, it's my thing. Yeah. And it's the thing where I feel the most purpose in life. And so, you know, I, I always – I follow a very similar pattern every time. I get angry. When I hear a child dying, I call Stephanie, who's my co-founder, go on and on to her about it. (laughs) She listens very kindly. Yes. And then I'm like, I do this every time, right? And she's like, yeah, you do every time. Yeah. Then we hang up and then I am able to be put to work. So I feel purpose. So it's like, okay, now I get in touch with the funeral home. Now I do this, this and this. And once I can get there, then, you know, we're good and we can just make it as best we can for that family. This is
1: such a wonderful organization and a wonderful place for families to be able to go and have so many things, a lot of their needs met financially and physically and emotionally. It's so wonderful. I know that you are never one to jump out in front, especially here at the end of the year, and say, give money to us, do this, Mm -hmm. we need this, we need this. But I do want to mention that if people want to give out of the kindness of their hearts and want to be a part, Uh, Maybe that is the way they can be a part of it is by giving. Mm -hmm. Is that
2: something they can do any time of the year? Absolutely. Yep. And online, there's an option to just hit donate. You can always send a check to our office. The um, address is on our website and you can always drop by the office and visit too. But yeah, absolutely. And other ways to support are doing things like going to Sedona Tap House. You know, yes. that's huge. Every year um, we've been so fortunate that they've had us as one of the beneficiaries, you know, and, and usually it's like two to $3,000 wow. that they present us that's with in great. January. It's so nice. Yeah. It's such a great um, thing in our community. But yeah, anyway, people want to get involved. And, you know, I think sometimes people also look at donating and there's this idea that they need to be able to give you know, I can't give that much. I can't tell you how many times people say that to me. But one day on the exact same day, I got a $10,000 check from someone and I got $6 and like 32 cents from a little girl. Oh, wow. And for both of those people, it was what they were capable of giving. Yes. And both gifts meant the exact same amount exactly. to us as an organization. Yeah. Because without that big donation, we'd be in a bad place, you mm-hmm. know. And but without those small donations, same thing. I mean, yes. we need every single whatever anyone can give, you know. And I remember always remind myself of that too when I'm looking at people are doing an ask for donations. Even if it's only $10. Only $10. $10 is a lot, you yeah. know. And yeah. it does make an impact if so many people contributed that you know we'd be all set
1: absolutely mm-hmm. and you know it really it means so much to these organizations when you uh when you step up to be a part of it whether that is in financial giving mm-hmm. or giving of your time
2: whatever it is it means a lot yeah and i always tell people too you know maybe you don't have the time and maybe you don't have the financial resources but social media share our posts yes you know share about who we are because you never know a who may actually have cancer, childhood cancer, and not know about us right. in your in your feed or who you they might pass it on to. Then also there might be somebody who's looking for a way to give back. There might be somebody who's looking for some place to donate. But just that piece can be – that can be something people do. Just share, especially exactly. in this day and age of social media and all that.
1: Right. No yeah. doubt about it. I mean, mm-hmm. because you're right. You never know who's going to see that mm-hmm. and say, oh, my gosh, I have a friend who needs yeah. this right now.
2: Right. Or yeah. even, you know, I have a friend who really has been looking for a way to give back and they can't sort it yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So there's, I think that that's a big part. I always tell our volunteers, like, even if you can't make it to something, can you just share? Mm-hmm. You know, just share so people know what we're doing.
1: What are some of the big events that I know you guys have coming up?
2: Uh, you've got um, a big one
1: every year. and Yeah, that. we do.
2: The, this year will be, well, not this year. Next year will be September 27th. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> our Stardust Ball, which um, typically sells out the day that the tickets go on sale. Um, which That's is a usually, big
1: deal. I yeah, know it's
2: really fun. They usually go on sale June first. I'm not sure what we're going to do this year. We might, you know, shake it up a little, get things crazy. Because part of it is they go on sale. Like we just had it on the the system. So June first, well, people are staying up till midnight. Oh wow. So that they would ensure that they got the tickets, and then I'd wake up in the morning and be like, "Oh, they're sold they're out. They're sold out." <laughs> yeah. So it's a little bit like I don't want people. Like I had a girlfriend sending me pictures of her her computer screen. Like I can't even. It won't let me buy one. Oh, like no. it was like you know twelve oh three. Yeah. So um, we may do it a little differently. But then we also have our Carter's Crusaders golf tournament, which is um, put on each year. A little boy named Carter Harris died um, in two thousand nine, and his family um, does this event every single year along with us and and benefits us it's at Lee's Hill Golf of course it's I believe this year it's going to be May 17th if I'm not mistaken those are our big ones and then we always do a day of giving Um, we after the community foundation stopped their day of giving we did our own just because it was fun and we had a lot of momentum and we typically raise um, a good amount of money in that one day usually 20 to 25 sometimes 30,000 wow that's great it's a great 24 hour period Um, yeah those are our main ones we are doing we always do our um guest bartender event.
1: Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. That's always fun. It
2: is super fun. I'm waiting to hear back from, um, sunken well on our date, but it definitely will be in January. So hopefully we'll get that set up soon. And um, we're actually, this year, we're, or in 2019, we're looking at bringing back our years ago when we were brand new. We did a scavenger hunt downtown. Oh, that wow. It was so much fun. But it was too labor intensive for the time where we were as an organization. We didn't have enough manpower. But now we've decided to bring it back. It's a family-friendly event. Um, Jay Bryan's uh, back what do they call it? Their backyard is mm-hmm. where we'll do it, and I think it'll that's be really beautiful fun. back there. Too. I know yeah. it's great, and we used it before, and it worked out really well. So um, I already talked with um, Jack Highland about using it again, and he said we could. So that's it'll be awesome. Sometime in April, yeah, it's going
1: to be a great year. Oh,
2: yeah, and we always do the Josh Hardy event is always in October as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great year. If you want to find out what's going on with Fairy Godmother Project, you can follow them, keep up with them on Facebook and mm-hmm. all of the social media, and their website is a great resource: fairygodmotherproject.org. dot org. Andy McConnell is always fun to have you along
2: thanks for having me happy holidays Yes, woo-hoo.
1: i guess
0: we'll see you next year yes
2: definitely i hope so thank you for having me thank you
0: Your emails are always welcome. If you have questions or comments about today's show or an idea for a future program, email D, that's D-E-E, at B1015.com. Sunday Mornings of D is powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of D.C.'s best hospitals that isn't in D.C. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital, here for you. The thoughts, comments, statements, and opinions of the host and guest are their own, and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting, B101.5, or Station Management. Thanks for listening to Sunday Mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5. You know what's complex? The concept of a connection in differential geometry and its association to field theory and physics. Luckily, we've at least made managing your healthcare easy. Introducing MWHC MyChart from Mary Washington Healthcare. With MyChart, you can check your medical records, schedule an appointment, review your prescriptions, pay your bill and more, all with one login. Learn how at mychart.mwhc.com.